Good evening, everyone. Welcome to your D1T and 5 for the evening of Tuesday, February 16th, 2021. I'm Connor Newcomb, and let's get right into the biggest stories. Tulsa has removed the interim tag from Athletic Director Rick Dixon's title, according to the Tulsa World's Kelly Hines, who clarifies, quote, I'm told this is still not a long-term situation, but will empower Dixon regarding the strategic plan and personnel decisions. More from Hines, who notes two of those decisions could involve men's basketball head coach Frank Haith and football head coach Philip Montgomery, both of whom are entering the final years of their respective contracts. Dixon indicated last week he would like to have both situations resolved by July to eliminate any uncertainty that could impact recruiting. Drexel AD Eric Zilmer is stepping down after 22 years at the helm and will return to the school's faculty after a year-long sabbatical. President John Fry said, quote, In addition to teaching and research following his sabbatical, Dr. Zilmer plans to develop the Drexel Global Sport Leadership Solutions Lab, a multidisciplinary think tank designed to understand, in a broad societal context, the lessons of teamwork in sports to transform lives, communities, and environments. Senior Vice President for Student Success, Sabir Sahu, will lead the search for Zilmer's successor. Lots of news out of Gainesville, starting with UF men's basketball student-athlete Keontae Johnson sitting down with FloridaGators.com in his first interview since collapsing on the court in December. Johnson says he's blessed to be here and lucky a cardiologist happened to be sitting courtside at the time of the incident. He said, quote, I was passed out. I could have died. She jumped down on the court and saved me. If it isn't for her, I may not have had a second chance in life. You just can't take life for granted. Until he's told otherwise, Johnson still has plans on continuing his playing career, saying, quote, right now, until the doctors say otherwise, I'm going to stick with the positive mindset that I'm playing again sometime. Yes, I do. The Gators will not hold a spring football game this year, according to A.D. Scott Strickland, who explains in a letter to fans, quote, Beginning this Thursday, the Gators football team will have 15 practices that will encompass four weeks. However, hosting fans for an inter-squad football scrimmage seems unwise given all circumstances, including the fact that Ben Hill Griffin Stadium is being used as a large-scale COVID testing and vaccination site. And head football coach Dan Mullen tells reporters he did not interview with any NFL teams this year, saying, quote, Most of my focus was getting us back to Atlanta. A lot of rumors out there, but I didn't speak with anybody. Asked why several coaches have left college for the NFL recently, Mullen said, quote, I think there are concerns with coaches about what the future of college football is going to look like, and I think there are a lot of uncertainties right now. The Sunbelt Conference is partnering with Nomi Health to provide testing to student-athletes, coaches, referees, and staff. Commissioner Keith Gill said, quote, We vetted several COVID-19 test providers, and Nomi stood apart in its ability to deliver an accurate and efficient testing program that met the needs of our schools. Nearly 25,000 student-athletes responded to a fall NCAA survey regarding their mental health. As was the case in the spring survey, student-athletes indicated feeling elevated rates of mental exhaustion, anxiety, hopelessness, and depression. Mental health concerns remain highest, quote, among demographic subgroups typically displaying higher rates of mental distress, including women, student-athletes of color, those on the queer spectrum, those living alone or away from campus, and those reporting family economic hardship. Respondents noted academic worries, lack of access to sport, COVID-19 health concerns, and financial worries as the top factors negatively impacting their mental health. Many student-athletes of color cited personal experiences or racism or racial trauma within the last month as negatively impacting their mental health, with levels of endorsement from black student-athletes more than twice that of other athletes of color. Nearly 90% of respondents indicated they lived on campus or in their college communities, and 60% said they attended a mix of in-person and virtual courses. 
Among D1 respondents, 94% reported being tested for COVID-19, with 14% having tested positive at some point. Since the start of the fall 2020 term, 37% of student-athletes indicated they have had to isolate or quarantine at some point. Despite its decision to reinstate women swimming and diving following a court order, Iowa hasn't dropped its appeal of that order or its motion to dismiss a Title IX lawsuit brought by female student-athletes. Attorney James LaRue, who represents the four student-athletes who filed the suit, contends that Hawkeyes AD Gary Barta's referral to the lawsuit as the distraction he's combating by reinstating the women's program is disingenuous. Meanwhile, the Save Hawkeye Sports Group, which has raised $2.5 million to save the women's and men's teams that were eliminated, says the athletic department has still refused to meet with them. And in COVID-19 news, Towson has paused all men's basketball activities. That's your D1T and 5 for the evening of Tuesday, February 16th. I'm Connor Newcomb, reminding you to join us back here tomorrow morning.